Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what movies inspired it. And this is our first episode of 2019. It's a whole new year. We skipped the first week of the year, but we are back and we've got a whole bunch of new episodes. We're going to have an episode every week this month and also a couple of special episodes, including a follow-up with the uh, writer and star of the movie we're covering today. Uh, We are going to be talking about an indie horror film called Dry Blood. And before we get into that, I do want to remind you all, please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, TuneIn Radio, and basically every other podcast app out there. Make sure you're subscribed. You can also also join us on Facebook in the Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You can also follow us on all the other social medias at PiecingPod. So uh, with that said, today we are covering a movie called Dry Blood. It's an indie horror film uh, from writer and star Clint Carney and director Kelton Jones. This is a uh, really cool horror film, really like psychological, cerebral type of film. Um, I have with me today for the co-host, Chad Clinton Freeman, who, as he said, this is the kind of thing he would have programmed at his Polygrind Film Festival back in the day. Um, it's a fun movie. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. It gets really crazy in the end. Uh, we had a really good time talking about it. So let's jump into the conversation. So today on the show, we've got back with us Chad Clinton Freeman. Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. What's going on? <laughs> oh man, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm glad to be doing another indie film with you. Uh, something um, we've only done a few of these on the show so far. You and I did uh, in memory of uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and now we're doing Dry Blood from. Uh, writer and star Clint Carney and director Kelton Jones. Um, but uh, yeah. The, director and star. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's true. Yeah. Kel- Kelton Jones is in it as well. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Director star. Clint, uh, I know Clint. Um, I met him at, uh, well, you know, the Mahals who did uh bus party to hell, they uh, introduced me to him through Facebook. And then I actually ran oh, into okay. him at a film festival. And so that's how I kind of cool. got connected with this movie. 
And uh, when I when when Clint first shared the trailer, I was like, "This looks like a pretty fun, crazy movie." And I was like, "Maybe it would be a good thing to do." Right. I thought this would be uh, a perfect one to do with you, you know, because you're into um, you know all kinds of weird, crazy indie type horror type things <laughs> like this. So uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's a uh, it, it's a it's a cool movie. Um, you know, we'll get into it now as we get into some of these puzzle pieces, but. Um, you know what was your what was your initial thought when you uh, when you watched this thing? Well, it, it's it it's definitely something totally like um, you know uh, would be something that I would play at like Polygrind. Um, definitely, yeah. um, it's um, it's different. Um, I'll, I'll say that because uh, the ending is totally unexpected. Uh, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, slow burn that then explodes. And I, I like those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know what probably one of your big puzzle pieces is, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. something do, we've do, mentioned a couple of times. Do you uh, want to steal it and go with it as the first one? <laughs> <laughs> well, my guess is uh, the Evil Dead uh, would be one mentioned uh, during this I- show. I never bring up the Evil Dead during uh, indie <laughs> horror films. That never happens. Yeah, that that's my first puzzle piece right off the gate. Actually, it was specifically just Sam Raimi in general. Um, but yes, absolutely right. the Evil Dead. Um, yeah, we might as well jump right in with that. I mean, I, I definitely got right. a lot not, from from the from the creature design, from the uh, from some of the camera angles and the way that things were shot uh, to to the use of humor mixed in with just. Uh, you know, pretty terrifying horror, you know, um, right. and just, you know, a general um, indie style to it, like using like just a single location and making the most out of it by, you know, really right. getting into all the different uh, different ways that you can really exploit that one location and try to do so much, do, do as many scares and as many exciting shots as you can, um, as well as servicing right. the story the whole time as well. Um, it's really... Right, right. It's one of those things where it's like, whether it truly is an inspiration or not, it's like, it's so hard when watching an indie horror movie to not, uh, to not see some Raimi in it, you know? Right. Well, definitely, definitely too, when you're talking about a movie that, you know, takes place in a cabin, of course, this cabin is like a mansion compared to the yeah. Evil Dead <laughs> cabin, but, but still, you got the cabin, you got the cellar even, um, so, I mean, uh, they, yeah, there were a couple of, oh yeah, the cellar, the the, absolutely. The, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the, definitely, like you said, uh, like camera movements, uh, especially it just felt evil dead. Um, I mean, I would say for certain that it had to be, uh, you know, one in the back of the, uh, the, their minds while they were making this, um, and and yeah, uh, you know, good use of of gore and special effects. Um, so uh, uh, totally, I think um, you know, not. I well, actually, I was going to say not as over the top as Evil Dead or any of the Evil Deads, but truthfully, the end of this one does get into that uh, <laughs> like territory. With yeah. The gore. Uh, so like you like you said, it starts off more of a slow burn um, and there's little there's little glimpses of it in some of the creatures, like some right. of the zombie like creatures. But then, yeah, right. once we get to that last 20 minutes or so, it's like it just explodes into total gore fest <laughs> and right. uh, and it shines pretty greatly in that moment. Those moments. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> and shine, shine that actually that you said it shines and uh, to play off of that. Um, my uh, puzzle piece that I was going to bring up is the shining. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> and um, <laughs> right off the bat, uh, like uh, I felt uh, a little bit of shining influence from the opening credits, the way mm-hmm. they were done, the way they shot the car. And of course, again, I mean, uh, The Shining was a one location kind of movie as well. Very small with the number of, uh, you know, cast. And then you had these uh, hallucinations and things like that uh, that are going on. This, of course, is on a very, very smaller scale. Um, But I think definitely The Shining, also the way that it kind of a slow burn that kind of explodes into craziness toward the end as well. So, um, yeah, those were the, the, the two big ones right off the bat that I felt, uh, Evil Dead and The Shining. Um, and I think that probably, uh, you know, the performance of Jack Nicholson in The Shining was an influence. Uh, for I was Clint just going to say the same thing. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Not not just uh, story-wise and setting-wise, but absolutely the Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson uh, performance. Um, for Clint, it seems to be a very big influence in the the way that he styled his performance, and uh, and that that just slow crawl towards craziness, uh, towards outright right. craziness. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's 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 a great uh, it's a great thing to to uh, model a character off of because because it's a right. fun uh, it's a fun thing to watch. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy movie really when you come down to it, this dry blood. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it's dealing with addiction and, and this guy is just, you know, he can't kick it. And that's a, that, you know, it can be a difficult thing to watch, but then in, in the, uh, in the framework of, of a genre picture like this and, you know, getting, getting that, uh, that release of all the insane, you know, insane gore and, and craziness, you know, it definitely is a good mixture. Right. <laughs> and, and, um, we, we mentioned, uh, Kelton Jones, which, um, of course, okay. So, so Clint Carney, he goes out to this cabin to basically, uh, detox and, um, uh, Kelton Jones is a cop who basically stalks him and you're mm. not really sure what, what's real, what's not. Um, and, uh, I, I, I love the humor though, that the Kelton Jones, uh, character, um, brought to this. Uh, and again, though, they're yeah. like, he'll say things and the, and the guy's like, what, what did you say? And he's like, I didn't say anything. And, and, you know, as a viewer, we don't know which, which part is real, which is not. Um, but, uh, not only the cabin, but but specifically the cop character. Um, cabin Fever was a movie that came to mind for me. Um, okay. Yeah, the deputy, uh, Deputy Winston, which was uh, Giuseppe, uh, uh, Giuseppe uh, Andrews' character, um, I, which I loved. I love that character, who he's a very uh, over-the-top and... Uh, he, 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 he's a different kind of character than this cop, but I just felt that there was a little bit of in, inspiration there, uh, mm-hmm. with this, uh, like weird, goofy character who is also, you know, a, uh, authority figure, but at the same time, sure. just like he, 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 he wants to be like your buddy, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah. Like, like this one, the, the character here, like, 
I, I kind of felt a little like uh, Danny McBride, actually, uh, Kenny Powers. Uh, so Eastbound and Down was actually one of my puzzle pieces that I wrote down. Because, okay. like, well, because, you know, Kenny Powers, he, he, you know, he, he's a dick, but he's also kind of a nice guy at the same time. And he's very right, just right. like kind of, kind of, kind of a, 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 a your buddy, but a dick to you at the same time. And I totally yeah. felt that way with, uh, with this cop in this movie, uh, Kelton Jones. Uh, I didn't even realize that that was the director. I, I, uh -huh. I, I love this character. And then as it was going on, I was like, Oh wait, that, that was the director. And I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, that's but great. yeah, uh, uh, that, that's the thing is that, um, his, his character throughout the, the movie was, what really like through the early parts of the the slow burn of this movie at some points it, it was a little draggy but for me the the cop was what uh, really kept it interesting and kept me on board um and then of course uh, when the whole thing just all explodes that character who i like i don't know if you're supposed to like him or if you're not supposed to um right you know <laughs> He dies in <laughs> such a brutal fashion. Um, yeah, that was pretty fucking great. As a Gore fan, that was um, a really good... That's something I don't think I've seen quite that like effect before. That was pretty damn good. Right. Yeah, no, the effects are really great in this. Uh, they, they they really are. That's, that's one of the things that really does shine, um, is yeah. the special effects. Absolutely. Um, you know, before before moving on to um, like back to uh, the main character or back to the main story, um, I do have one other puzzle piece that goes back to this cop character. And uh, this may be a little on the nose and surface level, but uh, I, I kept thinking of Super Troopers with all the, uh, you know, the what'd you say? You know, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, I didn't say anything, you know, and like all that just like the cop just totally fucking with them and like, like what, you know, what the hell is this guy? Like, you know, is this guy... Right. Like, is he fucking with him? Is he is he just like messing around? Is he like, is he really uh, gonna be a problem? Like, what what exactly is this guy's right. issue gonna be? And uh, yeah, so that, that just reminded me of Super Troopers a little bit. So that's my my next puzzle piece, and that is more specifically about the cop and all that that humor that spread throughout the first portion of the film uh, with him. And also, I guess uh, to to another degree, you could say even the uh, the guy at the gas station um, as well. Uh, the, the guy behind the counter you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. Always. Uh, anytime there's a like uh convenience store type scene. Um, I always, uh, instantly think of from dust till dawn and which from dust mm. till dawn, um, this, this actually, the, the, it's funny because I was thinking of from dust till dawn early on. And then of course, I mean, it's another one of those movies that, like uh, starts off in one direction and then like totally goes in a totally insane different way, you know, goes basically crazy with, with blood and gore. And then sure, also yeah. at the very end, the very last thing that we see um, the car, uh, it pulls away and there's the dead body in the trunk. And we kind of, uh -huh. it, it, there's like this, uh, See, we, we as a viewer are seeing like Superman and like X ray vision through the trunk, and we see there's a dead body in it. That's totally right. like uh, the opening credits in From Dust Till Dawn, where 
the Gecko Brothers are driving down the road, and we 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 get that same effect of we see through the trunk, you know, like Superman, and there's a woman tied up in the back that's been there the whole time, like that they were in the convenience store, and they when they drive away, and of course the convenience store you know, explodes into flames. But anyway, so From yeah. Dust to Dawn was a film <laughs> that early on, just when the when the cop is in there talking with the uh, guy at the convenience store, and then he comes in, and they're basically, like, screwing with him, and he drops the bottle because he's all nervous. So, I mean, uh, I would say that From Dust to Dawn was an influence here. Yeah, no, I, I think and that's, uh, it was that's that a good final, one. That final moment that really uh, hammered it home for me. I was like, oh, yeah, all the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. And I forgot all about that, about that opening uh, from in From Dust Till Dawn where you see in the uh, you see in the trunk and, and you see that there's the girl in the trunk. And yeah, that, right. that's totally that that kind of a that kind of a thing. Absolutely. That's good. I like it. Um, right on. Well, uh, my next puzzle piece. Um, and this brings us back to the into the story some, and uh, I kind of was touching on it earlier about how this is a, um, uh, you know, it's about his uh, his struggle with addiction, and he, he's going to this cabin to uh, try to detox, and it doesn't quite go so well. Um, and so I'm gonna actually bring it back in a way to our first puzzle piece, but I'm gonna talk about the Evil Dead remake. Um, which I thought was a lot better than it had any right to be. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the reasons why is I, I thought that the 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 whole reason for uh, Mia going to the cabin and that uh, you know that her friends wanted her to detox there, um, it was a great like little spin on it. And um, you know it's always cool when horror movies find uh, you know ways to use horror and creepiness um, in ways that have to deal with real issues. And uh, this movie right. is another movie that does that um, uh, in Dry Blood with the uh, with the whole addiction issue and. Um, you know, I, I gotta say, it kind of like it almost hurts a little bit watching him like relapse and all of that uh, throughout this movie. Although, of course, you you have no idea like what's actually happening because you know it's hard to tell what is real and what isn't. But um, sure seems like he's right. Uh, sure seems like he's making some poor choices. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. Here's here's the thing. Um, we 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 always uh, are honest. Uh, I I shamefully have not seen the Evil Dead remake still. Oh, so, you haven't. Um, you you need to see that. It's, no, um, I have. I it's surprisingly have not good. Seen it. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. I never would have expected to like a remake of the Evil Dead in any way, but. Um, yeah, it, it works on a lot of levels. It's uh, it's good. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out. It's one of them that I've been meaning to to watch. I mean, that was kind of my thing when it did come out. I kind of like purposely avoided it. Yeah, because I'm like, how are you going to remake The Evil Dead? Right, I um, understand. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of been in the back of my mind as one that uh, I should probably watch it because uh, everybody does talk about how how good it is. Yeah. Um, so, what would your next puzzle piece be? Well, actually, going back to Cabin in the Woods uh, type movies, um, Secret Window, uh, which, again, if you think about that movie, uh, Johnny Depp, he's out in the cabin and, you know, he's a writer, 
working on a novel. And then John Turturro plays this crazy guy that's basically stalking him. Mm-hmm. And it, so really, in a lot of ways, this is kind of uh, the similar kind of thing, uh, although the uh, the cop isn't necessarily a, a menacing like uh, are as demented as uh, Totoro's character mm-hmm. in uh, Secret Window, but um, uh, Secret Window uh, again one of those not many characters, a similar location, um, and you've got uh, you know basically the lead character struggling uh, in a different way. Uh, I can't remember for sure, but I I, th- I think. I think his character had addiction or something going on too. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's been a while since I saw Secret Window, but um, uh, again, um, it, it, it's hard not to think about uh, these various movies when you when you when you do have a cabin like out in the woods. Uh, even though, again, this one was like um, way nicer a cabin than any of these other movies that we're mentioning, but it's hard not to to think of. Uh, you know, the, the ones like cabin fever and evil dead, and then also secret window. Sure. Sure. No, absolutely. That, that's, that's a good one for sure. I, uh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, like since probably when it first came out, but, uh, but right. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so my next one and to be honest, unless I think of uh, another one, as I usually tend to do, I usually, another one will pop up here and there, but, um, this may be my last puzzle piece. This is the last one I have written down for the moment. Um, but this is another, a film from another director that ends up coming up a lot when we're talking about these independent films and that's Requiem for a Dream. Um, <laughs> because uh you know again we're we're talking about a movie deals with addiction and how awful it is of course this one takes us in the direction of zombies and creatures and blood and gore um there's certainly blood and uh and gore in requiem for a dream but not creatures um right right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah no that uh you know it goes in like this is just totally depraved you know craziness direction uh, but again, we're talking about just uh, just how like dark and down uh, that addiction can really bring a person. Um, Requiem for a Dream is a pretty big bottom, uh, and this is just a right. different. This is a different kind of bottom. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, so, and that and that's the thing. I mean, basically, this this movie it it, it kind of along that same way as Requiem, it goes into a direction that it's like, wow, they really, they really went there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean like the, the, the final like, you know, scene of this movie, it definitely, uh, I, I'm sure there, there are quite a, it, it didn't disturb me. I wouldn't say it was disturbing, but I think that it would disturb plenty of people. Oh, sure. uh, it definitely, uh, is like, uh, uh okay yeah uh, that's what happened <laughs> yeah definitely uh i i i think that like the way this one slow burns too and then the way it explodes um it, it, it's definitely in, intentional to 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 really like bring bring home like the 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 uh disturbingness of the final moments of it Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also it's funny, it, it, you mentioned it, you know, earlier, one of the other movies that we talked about and memory of. Yeah. And 
that movie, I mean, it's funny that how similar these kind of, these both are. They are in different ways. Right. Uh, both being um, kind of uh, dealing with hallucinations and things like that. And, uh, and us as a viewer not really knowing what's real and what is imaginary or what is just inside, you know, the person's head uh, that they see as being real that isn't really happening. And then also exploding into like total just you know violence and blood yeah um and uh i just thought that was very interesting both being also very slow burn of movies that one being uh you know this one is a quick watch it's like less than 90 minutes that one being i think was closer to like two hours uh so that one being though a a small movie trying to well uh, being big Mm -hmm. and uh like uh, epic and this one being small movie that is small right it's very contained um but but overall very very similar and and yes both uh, both movies we, we when we talked about that one we mentioned evil dead and we also brought up a record so uh it is very interesting how when you're dealing with indie horror how it seems like that those are very two big influence, you know, movies that have uh, brought a lot of influence. Yeah. Um, we brought up both of those films also though, it, even though it's totally not at all similar at all, but the um, bus party to hell. Yeah. We mentioned both of those also. That's true. So we did. <laughs> very, very interesting. I think those movies have, have influenced like so much, especially on the, uh, the indie side uh, it just seems like that uh, we we always keep bringing those two up. That's uh, that's a pretty awesome observation. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, come on, they're they're such great great movies. I mean, it's so easy to see why they would influence people. No, yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's great. Well, what one of the one of the things I wrote down, one of the things that I thought of, which it's not really like a puzzle piece. Uh, I guess it could be, but. Um, I mentioned how the cop reminded me of, you know, Kenny Powers, Danny McBride. Um, uh, Clint's character, not only did uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining come to mind, but I don't know if it's Clint and how he is or if that's how the character is, but I thought of Norm MacDonald for some reason. <laughs> um, something about the way he talks and, the, and especially uh his mannerisms like when especially how he his movements his body movements and how he uses his hands i, I just like norm mcdonald came to mind to me and it wasn't necessary i mean just like norm himself like like if he's like on a a talk show or something not necessarily anything any movie that he's been in or anything like that but um i don't know why uh, that's it <laughs> i kept i kept getting norm mcdonald vibes i love it uh, i love it i love norm <laughs> And I love this. I love. I think this is the first time we've talked about Norm Macdonald on uh, piecing it together, and it makes me really happy. Uh, <laughs> now I want to see Clint Carney in a comedy. Um, I mean, this certainly has its com- comedic elements, but I want to see him in a straight comedy and see if he uh, has a little bit of a Norm vibe going on. <laughs> so yeah, that, no, definitely. It, I think if uh, if these two guys did like a like a a total like dark comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it would total be like, you know, Norm McDonald and Danny McBride. Yeah. Totally right? would. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. I love it. 
That's great. Um, do you have any other uh, regular puzzle pieces? Yeah. Um, another movie that came to mind, because, um, I mean, um, this, uh, what what it reminded me of is, is like the movies that I kind of, if I'm just, movies I've never heard of that I've watched on like uh, Amazon prime video or on Netflix, basically when I'm wanting to watch something, I just kind of go through their horror movies and I pick one. Um, one of them that I did come across, that I'd never heard of before that I watched on uh, Amazon was this movie called the last will and Testament of Rosalind Lee. Hmm. And I was reminded of that movie quite a bit in that movie. You've got a guy who um, his mother was like a, a big antique collector, and uh, he was a, a, a artist. And um, his mother dies. He, he, him and his mother were very like uh, you know uh, long distance, a strain. They uh, you know didn't really talk or that sort of thing. And so he, his mother's died, and basically given you know everything that she had to him. So he goes back and he's living in the house with all of her antiques and stuff. And it's just uh, basically him alone in the house. And he, he starts to see things. And at the same time, he's going through therapy of dealing with like his, his guilt and his grief in regards to his mom. And then it just kind of like unravels like all these different secrets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a you know small indie film and very much uh, not many characters. Uh, so this one just very much reminded me uh, of that movie, and that was a movie that, like I said, I just stumbled across uh, on 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 Prime Video, and I actually enjoyed it. You know, I'm like, hey, it, it's cool to kind of stumble across a movie like that and watch it and enjoy it. And I kind of felt the same thing with this one too, at, at that same level. This is one of those movies that um, I'm sure uh, that I, I, that's where it's going to be on Netflix or Prime because it was a one of those Dread Central uh, presents uh, movies. Right on. And it's one of those that I think that people might not hear a lot of things about. But it'll be one of those that's kind of like a, a little gem that they'll kind of stumble across uh, with one of the streaming platforms. And then people are like, especially they'll be watching it and um, they they might not even be paying it that much attention to it. Because, you know, that's how, that's how truthfully, that's how movie watching is these days, sure. especially with the, <laughs> the streaming. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all hell will break loose and they'll be like, wow, yeah. what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> Got to rewatch so, this fucking that thing one now. Didn't, <laughs> that one didn't go nuts like that. Uh, that one, it, it was more, um, more just like a, a kind of a ghost kind of mm -hmm. movie type thing, but um, very much reminded me of that one. Right on. Um, I did think of one more puzzle piece, uh, and it kind of goes along with Requiem for a Dream, um, and that's Train Spotting. Um, I, another, ah. yeah, another <laughs> movie about uh, you know, detoxing and. Uh, and drugs and addiction right. and all that stuff that goes and you know it has it has those elements of humor in the beginning but then just goes to dark dark places as it goes on um right, so right. yeah i mean in a lot in a lot of those similar ways is what we were just talking about with requiem for a dream so it's kind of like a little bonus puzzle piece to uh, tag on to uh, requiem right 
by the way, I, I I I never did like that movie, Train Spotting. You know, I, I only know ever saw it one it. time. Just... Yeah, people love that movie. I only saw it one time back in high school or when, whenever it came out, and um, it never it never really did uh, attach to me in any way. But uh, I know people love that movie though. <laughs> Do you have uh, any other puzzle pieces? Well, actually, yeah. The only other one was actually uh, uh, Greg Lamberson, um, which uh, I played a couple of his movies at Polygrind. Um, he did uh, Slime City, Slime City Massacre, and uh, the movie uh, Dry Bones, which, uh, of course, the title of this one, Dry Blood, I instantly thought of uh, – Greg Lamberson just from the title alone and there's the way that this one also uh, hit, most of Greg's movies are very slow burn that then just mm-hmm. explode into totally bonkers you know uh, gore and uh, cool. yeah and, and so I mean totally uh, I mean and also I mean Evil Dead is a, a big ins- inspiration um, I, I think with Greg's movies and so um I, uh, I I totally just thought of uh, Greg Lamberson in his movies. Of course, he's had a, several that I haven't seen, and like he's been doing. He, he he did like the original Slime City. I think he did it in maybe the late '80s, and then he didn't make a movie in forever. And then he made the sequel, Slime City Massacre, in uh, like twenty uh, uh, two thousand and nine. I ended up playing it the first Polygrind. And now, though, he's making, like, a movie a year, and I, like, I'm, like, three movies behind, I think. Uh, so, anyway. But, yeah, I totally thought of, uh, of, uh, of his style of filmmaking, the total slow burn that just explodes in, into, uh, you know, you're like, yeah, didn't really see that coming. Uh, right, so. right, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That That's definitely a style, and that, that's, I mean, that seems to be what, what they're going after with this is that slow burn and then explode. Um, right. and, and it, it's very effective, especially for this story. It's very effective. Um, right on. Well, uh, let's do our finished puzzle here. Um, this okay. is all the movies that we just discussed. And, uh, the list includes, um, Sam Raimi films, specifically the evil dead, of course, uh, the shining cabin fever, super troopers, eastbound and down, uh, from dust till dawn, Secret Window, The Evil Dead Remake, uh, The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee, Requiem for a Dream, Train Spotting, and the films of Greg Lamberson, including Slime City, Slime City Massacre, Dry Bones. So, uh, yep, yep, yep. That is our, that is our list. That is our finished puzzle. Uh, a lot of indie horror, of course, and a lot of just like great. Uh, indie filmmaking, really, when it comes down to it. Um, yeah, I, I this this movie, Dry Blood, it was a very cool movie. It was, uh, you know, like we were just talking about with that last piece there. I mean, it, it's it's just that that slow burn with with some really good ideas and you know, a good mix of a little bit of humor and gore, some good 
you know, creature effects and the uh, little hallucinations. And then just all of a sudden explosion and it's just a gore right, fest. Right, um, right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fun, you know. Um, you know, one other thing I was going to mention, it, I didn't want to use it as a puzzle piece because I know that it came out uh, after this film, I believe, was completed in 2016. So it came out after. But I was thinking of Mother as well. And you know how much I love Mother. Right. Um, that's another movie that once it kicks off, it's like, oh, my God, they're going there. Like, they're, right. they're just, they're doing it, you know. Um, did you have any, uh, any last thoughts about this, uh, about this movie, Dry Blood? Well, one of the things I, I I liked a lot about it too was I, I I really dug the music. I mean, right off the bat, I really liked the music, and I guess um, Clint actually did the music as well. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we talked about when I uh, hung out with him at the film festival about how we each do music and everything. Yeah, um, he, he and, uses yeah. like a, a fake name or something on here, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I saw that later. I was like, oh, he did the music because I instantly I, I I I dug the music that was on this. Uh, so I think that that that's one of the the really cool things about it. Um, I think people that uh, you know that that dig um, you know good good gore in movies that they're really going to get a kick out of this. Um, yep. I think, uh, this movie, um, it's one that had it been longer, it might've like, it might lose this audience, but it, but it, again, it's a quick watch cause it's like less than, I think it's like 86 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So, about um, right. yeah. yeah, um, it, 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 it does really balance a, a lot of things with, uh, you know, some quirkiness, um, some just like, uh, like I said, the cop, he's just totally like, uh, oddball. I mean, like I, uh, yeah. I really, really, that was one of the other things I really, really enjoyed about it was him. And, um, you know, uh, I, I definitely would recommend this movie. And like I said, I think it's one of those that, once it hits Netflix or, uh, you know, uh, Amazon that, uh, people are going to discover it. And it's going to be one of those that like, you know, even years later, people are just, you know, looking on the streaming platforms and they're like, Hey, what is this? They put it on. And then we're like, Oh, you know, that was, that was, it's one that I think after it's actually out there that people will kind of discover and, uh, talk I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. It's and one I think that what it, you were saying about the length is a really, really good point. Because I mean, it's kind of the perfect length for for a movie like this. It's like if you if they keep you waiting any longer, it would have been like eh, a little a little much. But I mean, they really they 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 really felt they really found a good way to balance it. You know, between a little bit of comedy in the beginning, a serious story throughout the middle, and then boom, explosion. Um, right. Yeah. They they really they really balanced it well. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's it's uh, dry blood. I, I think we could uh, we could both recommend this one. Um, so with that being said, uh, Chad, you uh, you want to you want to recommend anything today on the show or give any plugs or anything like that? Well, I was going to say that um, you know I, I mentioned before how uh, this was a, a, a dread central. Uh, like presents or whatever they call it. Um, I don't know if you've seen um, Terrifier, which is on Netflix now, but um, it's uh, Dread Central's last movie that they put out. 
that mm-hmm. is a a a great must watch horror movie, uh, especially for people that do like uh, gore. Um, it's uh, basically a killer clown um, that is uh, terrorizing this these women on Halloween night, um, and uh, it's like I I. I thought it was great, and uh, I, I know a lot of people are, are have talked about it, like on on Facebook and stuff. Um, it's one again, like one I'd never heard of. That once it got on Netflix, watched it, and I was like, "Wow, what what is this? Where did this come from?" Um, and yeah. um, it very much reminded me of like uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis type of uh, blood and gore. Uh, which I love Herschel Gordon Lewis. So anything that reminds me of, of his movies um, is a is a definite uh, positive for me, and is one that I definitely would recommend. I think uh, these Dread Central um, movies they're definitely on the right track here uh, with Terrifier and then now uh, this one. So uh, I think people that enjoyed that one will will get a kick out of this one as well. Awesome. Yeah, I actually have heard uh, some things about this movie. I don't know if I could handle a scary clown movie, um, but maybe <laughs> maybe I'll give it a try. Uh, they, they get me in ways that I don't like to think about. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he definitely is a creepy, creepy clown. Um, he's oh. like scary clowns don't do not much for me. This guy, though, he's like just like evil and he's just he's creepy. That's that's what really. uh, Yeah. And 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 the and the and the gore in it is like so totally over the top, like bonkers. Um, Like, uh, yeah, like uh, like I said, it's very much like H.G. Lewis. Like, I mean, he literally in one scene saws a woman in half. uh, basically from from crotch <laughs> it's like she's hanging upside down and from crotch all the way down uh saws her in half so yeah <laughs> it's it, it's like you you're like this is on netflix it's that kind of movie <laughs> beautiful well it's out it sounds great <laughs> well right on man uh well again i want to i want to thank you for being here and uh like i said at the top of the show we got a lot of movies to talk about so i'm looking forward to doing another one with you soon oh definitely yep uh lots of good stuff coming so stay tuned yeah <laughs> hi i'm mike from the genuine chit chat podcast where we have honest conversations with interesting people i speak to a wide variety of guests from travelers to musicians to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses there's really no subject that's off limits from movies to politics and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want a podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton. 
All right, so that is it for today's episode of Piecing It Together on Dry Blood. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you check out the movie, which will be coming out next week. And then also uh, next week is a conversation with Clint Carney. It's a uh, special follow-up episode. Normally we do them with directors, but uh, Clint is somebody who, like I said during the episode, is someone who I've met before. I, I uh, got to hang out with him at the Film uh, Film Quest Film Festival. And uh, so I thought it would be great to get a chance to just talk to him on the show. And he is the writer and star of Dry Blood. So uh, it's a great conversation. I'm looking forward to you guys to all hear it. And uh, that will do it for today. Uh, I want to let you know we've got a lot of episodes already in the can that will be coming up over these next few weeks. Uh, we're going to be catching up on some movies that we didn't get to cover back when they were in theaters, but they're coming out on Blu-ray and video on demand and all that stuff. We've got an episode on A Star is Born coming up. We've got Halloween and also uh, Vox Lux and also uh, Overlord. So, yeah, a whole bunch of movies uh, that we didn't get to uh, cover when they first came out, but we did record episodes on, and as soon as the uh, home video releases are out, those episodes are going up, and starting with, uh, like I said, A Star is Born coming up next week. So, lots of great episodes coming. I want to remind you all, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. And uh, if you can, we would love it if you'd rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, five stars would be amazing. But we do want to hear what you have to say about the show. We want to hear what you're thinking about it. Uh, what do you think about our puzzle pieces? What do you think about the format? What do you think about the guests we have on? Get in touch. Let us know. We want to know. We want to keep making the show better as we go into this new year. Um, and as always, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you are following us at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You can also go to our website, PiecingPod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. Lots of great stuff coming there as well. So uh, with that said, I'm going to leave you guys with a piece of my music, as I always do. For a creepy movie like this, I think a creepy track would be the right thing to do. So how about Dead Battery from my album, An Unseen Sky? Let's go listen to it, and I'll talk to you guys next week.
and all points west. Thank you.